escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, Bank of Ghana projects inflation to trend downwards but above 10% until the end of 2025. We will subject the forecast to analysis. Also coming up, manufacturers react to contraction of industry by 3.2% in the first three months of the year. We will speak with Executive Secretary of the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana, Samuel Agri. And what is in the name? Airtel Tigo rebrands as AT. What does this rebrand mean for the telecom firm going forward? We will discuss. My name is Daryl Kwab. Thanks for being with us. Details coming up. Barring any unanticipated shocks, inflation is projected to gradually trend downwards but remain above the upper band of 8% plus or minus 2 until the end of 2025. That's according to the May 2023 Monetary Policy Report by the Bank of Ghana. Here's more. According to the report, risk to the inflation outlook are fairly tilted to the downside supported by the relative stability in the exchange rate, reduction in ex-pump petroleum prices alongside base drift effects. This could mute the upward adjustment in administrative prices. Given these considerations, the Monetary Policy Committee decided to maintain the monetary policy rate at 29.5% in May. Headline inflation had already declined significantly by 12.9% between December 2022 and April 2023. However, it surged slightly to 42.2% in May. But the Bank of Ghana believes its latest forecast suggests a disinflationary path on the horizon supported by the monetary policy tightening, relatively exchange rate stability, and some favorable base drift effects. All right, joining us, research lead at GCB Capital, Courage Boutique, with some analysis on this. Uh, Courage, what do you make of the central bank's forecast? Well, it is in order, actually. Um, we've seen inflation... Uh, trending down since the start of the year. The distortion in May, I think largely is due to the price effect of the recent tariff adjustments and the revenue uh, interventions, really. They will have a lag impact and they are passed through maybe uh, for June, July, could lead to even slightly higher inflation again. But ultimately, it should resume a downturn. And the projection from my end was we could end the year around 27 or so percent. 
uh, levels, which is not too far from what the Bank of Ghana is looking at, 25, it will get there. The thing is, as um, the base effect decay, the variable base uh, will decay, you will begin to see maybe slower movement in inflation. So it will get into the uh, under 20% levels, maybe towards the fourth quarter of 2024, um, thereabout, and, and would slow down from there on uh, until probably we get back to the single, um, the single digits or the target band uh, sometime going on. But all these depends on whether there are no more exogenous shocks to inflation between now and that time. Uh, because what it looks like now and then the trajectory of events uh, could go down and then the pace slows down uh, maybe sometime in 2024 when the base effect uh, uh, would have decayed. Does this give any indication how the central bank will approach its decision on the policy rate as some analysts anticipate a policy rate high following the uh, surprise uptick we saw in May? And no, I don't think the central bank is reacting to... Uh, the month-by-month data, or if you like, uh, the one-off uh, occurrences, really. There is a reason to uh, the major. The question will be, how endemic is this? To what extent will it remain a risk going forward? And what will be the time horizon for that? I don't think it's a shock that will persist for a long time. I think it would uh, have maybe a temporal effect most likely over the next two or maximum three months, and then we'll see a, a resumption and, and a declining trend. So they won't react um, to the short-term stress, really. They would want to look at it over a longer-term period. Uh, the jump in May was just 1%, really, and then the AM model will be estimating what it could be in June and July. If the threat is not so significant, remember we are in an era of slow growth, uh, unemployment is still on the rise and all of that and the policy rate is, is very high at 29.5 uh, uh, or so really so the uh, immediate edge will not be to increase rate it will be to look at what the trajectory of inflation is and what the near term and maybe a middle, middle term outlook be and that is what determines whether they should hike or not and, and, and I will expect them to be measured in their approach so as we do not stifle growth even further. Meantime, uh, impressive first quarter GDP numbers, a growth of 4.2%, but uh, some analysts concerned we are not seeing growth where it really matters, which is industry. Yes, that, that, that's true. I mean, you saw the, the industrial numbers, construction contracted, um, we saw the mining and query sector contract, and those are reflection of things happening in our economy, really. Um, the government is not paying contractors so much build-up in arrears uh, and, and things like that. New projects are not taking up because you are under austerity. Uh, yes, definitely you expect contraction in, in those areas. Uh, in the areas of oil, um, oil and, and gas and uh, the extractive industry in general, I think it's particularly driven by the oil sector where the Jubilee fields are not operating at maximum capacity because of underinvestment issues and operational challenges and things related, really. Uh, so no surprises there. I think the services sector, as expected, is leading uh, the growth charge, really. Um, uh, and our Greek sector, also same. 
and that is where people are dominantly uh, playing and that is where the private sector is doing a lot in that in, in that side of things uh, construction government plays a role a big role in that side even if private sector also does a lot there the, the mining and these are heavy uh, heavily weighted uh, components in the in the GDP computation really so I guess those are why we are seeing uh, probably we could have seen sharper growth or more robust growth than the 4.2 that came out for the contraction in the industrial sector and it's something that probably could continue for maybe the next few quarters because of the trajectory really uh, we are having to consolidate and so expenditures in critical areas uh, that can be growth enhancing will be curtailed in the meantime, uh, which will mean that we could see traction in that sector maybe for a few more quarters before things turn around. Do the numbers uh, back claims of economic recovery? Oh, well, relative to, I think, um, the first quarter numbers really, I think this is a slight improvement. Uh, uh, so it is not as dire as probably we thought. And I think the 4.2 number is actually a surprise relative to the kind of environment we are in now. The expectation was that probably we could see even much slower growth uh, than it came out to, to be. So, yeah, to that extent, it means we are in a phase where we may not be improving so much, but we are not so worsening off so much, really. Uh, 4.2 compares favorably to... Uh, immediately quarter quarter four three point seven, so that is some improvement. But I think the crust of the issues are ahead of us. The program has just started. Consolidation will now be monitored in detail uh, and then enforced properly. And that is uh, the reviews and the subsequent disbursements depend on our performance under the program. So this is now where you expect a lot more tightening. And then the effect will have on growth through industry and the many other sectors will be uh, impacted, really. So I think this is a good number. It's uh, quite impressive relative to what the expectation would have been. But then uh, we would have to look at the coming quarters to see the full impact of the consolidation we are seeing. Is it sustainable, this growth we've seen in the first quarter? That's the point I'm making, that uh, it, it will get... It will, the, the consolidation will bite more from the second, third quarters going because the program has just started. And, and yes, we might say we started this from the first quarter of the year or the beginning of this year. Uh, the budget assumed the IMF and all of that. But what has been the credibility of our own fiscal agenda without the IMF? And we are yet to see the numbers to see if we were sticking to the agenda from the first and second quarters, really. But now that the program is in place, you will see a lot more tightening of the fiscal position. Uh, debt exchange will bite. You will see it reflecting the loan portfolio of banks, uh, lending to the private sector and things like that. And it is when those are fully reflected that we might begin to see a slowdown in growth, really. It's not for nothing that the IMF is projecting 1.6% growth for 2023. The government themselves do not have such a bullish expectation for growth. So the impact of all the hardship we are seeing now will begin to reflect, I think, going forward. So this might probably be a bigger or a brighter picture than things are 
And as we go along, we will see the full picture of it. Courage Boti, our research lead at GCB Capital, thank you so much uh, for speaking with us. While manufacturers are calling on government to prioritize their needs as new data form, the Ghana Status Quo Service shows a 3.2% contraction of the industrial sector in the first quarter of this year. Samuel Agri is Executive Secretary of the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana. He joins me to react uh, to the latest figures. Uh, so we know that industry contracted by 3.2%. Uh, 3.2%, but manufacturing subsector 2.5%. Uh, so what we, we're seeing is, is evident of the challenges faced by industry, right, of which uh, you guys have been calling for government intervention for some time now. Yeah, thank you very much, and uh, good afternoon to all your listeners. In fact, uh, this is what we've been saying all along, that the policy direction, if not taken care of, We'll rather see industry going down in a very bad way if it comes to growth. And uh, the figures as uh, published and really vindicate uh, my call over the months and uh, that the government need to do something to look at it. Unfortunately, this has not been done. And as uh, we see the inflation uh, numbers coming down, we expect that industry will be the one to drive this economy to where it's supposed to be. So if industry is going down, then the economy uh, is also going down. Because uh, I can't see how your um, industry will fail. And then on the other side, you say the economy is doing well. Because uh, the private sector and the industry aspect of it is what drives the nation forward. So that's why I've been saying that if the industry fails, then government also fails in this uh, first to ensure that uh, there's an employment in the system and all that. Because if you look at uh, the, the trend and the downwards uh, trend of the uh, employment, it has gone high. But government cannot employ. But so you create the atmosphere for uh, the private sector to encourage them to employ more. If you have to give other incentives, then, as I said, you need to benchmark some of these uh, uh, incentives that you give to industry for them to be, to be able to also um, capture certain areas into, 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 into their factor. And then business uh, will do well, and then business and manufacturing will also grow. But if we are not seeing all these things happening, then, of course, uh, we should be seeing further downwards, uh, even though We'll be seeing small-scale industries and other people coming on board in, 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 in the manufacturing area. But then this will not warrant the product we want to see. So government really need to, as it were, uh, bring stakeholders and industry on board, take industry very seriously, so that at least whatever they are doing, if they are running at a loss, you need to look at it. Because um, for you to go forward, you need to carry the burden of industry with you. We've been saying electricity cost is so high, uh, water man, uh, processing for uh, uh, using into the manufacturing area is also very high. And therefore, we need to consider a separate um, tariffs for industry so that they can break even in the losses that they are making. But unfortunately, uh, we've been talking and government is not listening. But if they have to, then, of course, these are the areas that they need to look at. And then we look also at the, some of the taxes that has been uh, that have been imposed. 
we need to look at all these things. I've been saying that the taxes that we have been charging, bring all the taxes that we have in this country, put it on the table, and let us look at which ones we can take them off or suspend them at this time. Because this is the time that we need. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Their country to grow, to at least uh, uh, overlook or in a better way, for us to be able to overcome Uh, Samuel Agri uh, is, is frozen there. We'll try and uh, reconnect with him, but we're making the point about industry's performance uh, based on the first quarter GDP numbers released by the Ghana Statistical Service. Uh, industry contracted by 3.2%, even though the economy grew by 4.2%. Uh, if you take a look at manufacturing in itself, it contracted by 2.5%. And the argument is that even though services uh, has have driven the growth that we have seen in the first three months of the year, where it really matters, we are not seeing growth, which is industry, which is manufacturing, which has the potential to create jobs. Uh, Samuel Agri is back with us. Uh, just so you conclude on the point you are making, Samuel. Thank you. So, um, as, I, I was, as I was saying, we need government to come on board, to bring us, carry us behind the back. We should be behind every step that government takes for us to ensure that business and manufacturing grow in this area. Because if you are not careful, all the incentives or the um, uh, policy that you have brought together to ensure that business will grow. It's not growing. And we are telling you there are so many uh, policy challenges that we are facing. So therefore, we need to look at it again. But if they are listening, then, of course, this is the time uh, and awakening area because as you see the biggest that industry is going down, we should be growing at a pace of about 5% in a year. Mm. Unfortunately, we are going down by 4.5%. And this should not be the case. So, government really need to look at the figures they themselves have produced for us to be able to, to come on board. If we look at the IMF directives, we are supposed to grow as a country. We are not supposed to kill our industries. Right. But what we have done is going to rather give industry more budget. Because um, if you are not careful, come July, end of July, we will really see the figures on the table. That will tell us whether we are going to make it or not. As it, as it is now, what industry is doing is that most of us are just uh, are taking the approach of let's wait and see what will happen. So therefore, they are, they are taking the, the pain in, in, in investing their money in this area just to wait to see what will happen, whether in the next quarter uh, things will change or not. But as it is okay. now, any policy that you bring on board, it takes time to for you to see the real effect. And I'm seeing in uh, by July we are going to face more cat catastrophic uh, 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 indices if we are not careful. So we, we we need quickly 
to take a direction uh, or, or, or make a U-turn in certain areas so that um, we can really help industry to, to, to beat the lead in this uh, economy. Otherwise, um, I'm afraid we are going to see a better uh, contraction of, 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 of industry. Uh, my, my last question, well, if you speak to the government, they would, they would say uh, these things, the new taxes, the utility tariff hikes, all of that, they're important to create the stability that we need for uh, manufacturers uh, to thrive. But just one quick point about the producer price index, which was also released by the Ghana Statistical Service, which shows that it has dropped to 30.3%. Isn't that a positive sign? For us, we would love to see a single decade in whatever that we do. This will give you strong standing uh, as a manufacturer. And so, therefore, you see that people can also then spend money in whatever you are producing. Unfortunately, if we are producing and the people are not able to spend the money that they're supposed to, then what happens to, to what you are producing? So then um, your scale of production will certainly go down because um, as you are producing and no one is buying, then you have to really look at all the uh, 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 projections that you have done. And if that one um, comes down and you need to cut your production, obviously it will be because people cannot be... Um, they will not be able to spend in that direction. So, um, some time passed, I told government, if we want the economy to grow, we need not to put or impose certain taxes in, 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 in the quest of raising revenue to, to, to uh, uh, develop the country. If things are cheaper, people tend up to spend more and import more, and government will then make the money that you want in, in the revenue. It's not always that when you increase, people will then have to spend and then you make the money that you want. Mm. You increase and then the growth also goes down. Okay. So, uh, we need to look at certain areas where we can really uh, bring down the taxes for, 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 for consumers to be able to raise uh, enough uh, spending money so that they can spend for government to make that money. Otherwise, um, I don't see us going forward as, a, as, a, as, as going in this sector at all because... Um, the figures, as we see, is coming down. But when you go on the ground, okay. you really ask yourself exactly what is happening. Because if the figures are good, why is it that we are still suffering on the ground? Mm. So we need to look at the two and see whether the reportage that we are making are re truly refle reflecting what is actually happening on the ground. Because when you go out there and you ask people whether they are able to spend, they will tell you things are very expensive and they are not able to. All right. Because for us... Doing the import, we need to look at the city, uh, the strength of the city against the dollar. Fortunately, the city seems to be going by, uh, gaining its strength. Right. It's going on a, on a slower rate. But we need to do something mm. to get the group growing. All right. Uh, Sarah, I agree. I appreciate your time. Executive Secretary, Food and Beverages Association of Ghana, thank you so much. Well, let's move on to another top story. Telecom firm Etel Tigo has rebranded as AT. An SMS to all customers today reads, quote, Dear customer, we are happy to announce to you that Etel Tigo is now 80. So going forward, call us 80. Life is simple. Samuel Douna is Vice Dean, spokesperson for the Network of Communication Reporters. He joins me on Zoom uh, to discuss this. I know you have been following this story closely. What's in the name? What more do we know about this rebrand? What does it change about the company going forward? I thank you very much, uh, uh, darling. Good afternoon to your your viewers. Yeah, I mean, as you can see, Etel A T G O T. I mean, so that's that's just <laughs> that's, that's just what it is. I mean, 
colleague of mine suggested that probably they should have added, added an O uh, because we we uh, from where we sit we we have we have the understanding that uh, one, uh, an investor is coming and the investor is attached to a, a telecom I mean telecom giant uh, Oracle which is at the moment you know doing some improvements on the Ethereum network uh, because of which the Top management at the you have told me that exciting days are ahead. If uh, you give them a few weeks, we are going to see uh, what the rebranding is. We are having me to. So, as of now, they are saying it's early days yet, but in a few weeks' time, we should come back and ask them the question again. And they will have fantastic and wonderful stories to tell us about what the rebranding means for, 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 for customers, as it were. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, we expect uh, a formal announcement today somewhat. Uh, but uh, remind me again, who are the owners of AT or Airtel, if you like, following the exit of Barty, Airtel, and Millicom? Any news on the transfer of shares to potential investors? All right, so, so we, we know that in 2021, when Barty uh, and uh, Millicom left this country, all the shares were transferred to the government. Of course, with all the liabilities, very, very heavy liabilities, everything was transferred to the government of Ghana for one dollar, of course, I mean, one dollar is just a stated price. But we know, of course, and even the two companies, when they left, each of them reported to their shareholders that they walked away with $25 million each. And the clarity of that, we are yet to understand. Because what we know is that they left this country and the government took over all the shares at, at one dollar. So as, as of now, the government is still the owner of the company. But we know that a transfer still is going on as of now, still is going on. What I know, what I, what we can report is that the the company is being sold to what we call a blue blood, you know, uh, company from the UK, which is not necessarily, uh, which, which doesn't necessarily have an experience in the, in the telecoms industry, but they are very very big when it comes to investment because they are a, a private equity company mm. so, and, and mainly they have been in the mining sector and the finance sector. But of course, like I said, they have attached to themselves a telecom giant which is Oracle and so together they are doing it. And I know there is a, a young Ghanaian businessman who is fronting for them. The names are flying around. We, we, we will get to the names at the right time. But this is what we know so far. So government is doing As of now, the deal is going on and at the right time, the shareholding structure will be announced. But Darrell, remember, that prior to all this, Glow transferred, Glow migrated all their customers, 800 and something thousand customers, to Etotibo. Exactly. And what they said, uh, a national roaming deal, but we, but we all now know that it's actually a measure because now Glow is no more functional and all their customers who use 023 numbers are now using Etotibo's card cards, Etotibo reload cards and everything, Etotibo data and everything. So it's clearly a measure. So we are expecting that the owners of Globe will have some shares in in the in the new AT company that is now. So we are expecting mm-hmm. that there will shareholders of Globe, there will, there will then be some shareholders from the, the new company that is that is buying, which which has joined Oracle. And of course, we are also expecting government to still hold some interest in there. So we are here to know the government will so at some point, they will come clear and tell us exactly what the shareholding structure looks like. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's a pretty tough terrain, isn't it? Uh, a market dominated by MTN. We're hearing oh. some news about Vodafone speculations going on uh, about their future. How can AT survive this market, thrive in this market? 
Well, I mean, Derek, I don't know the name. It has to, it has to be network quality service. Look, it has, everything has to do with service, service, service. What are you bringing on board? Because just a mere change of name doesn't make subscribers say that we are going to sign on. For instance, let, let me give you an example. For instance, MTN was named uh, uh, SMP, which we then meant that the regulator is going to, you know, intervene, uh, implement certain uh, regulatory interventions just so that to give the others an opportunity to also grow. We are, NCA is telling us that by some of the, by, by the implementation of some of the rules, the other telcos have been able to save as much as 86.6 million dollars savings. I mean, in terms of what they would have paid to MTN, if not for the SMP intervention. So, here we are, but are we seeing, from the time SMP was implemented, three years ago till now, the numbers even show that MTN has even grown further. And others, the others have grown further. As I'm talking to you now, Go was at the time about 19% market share. As I'm talking today, they are about 14 point something percent. Okay. One of them was about, now they are 18%. So it is about what are you offering the customer? The fact that somebody has made SMP and you have been given opportunity to grow, that doesn't necessarily mean that the subscriber is going to sign on to your, your network. The subscriber is going to sign on to what you offer. Okay. What can you subscribe? That is that is what that is the name of the game right now. So if they are not giving the off, if, if the telcos are not giving the necessary offerings, that would then attract people. Change right. of name uh, and naming of SMP would not necessarily change the, the market the market share strategy. So now we are saying that we have the SMP thing was to correct the imbalance in the market. The imbalance is not being corrected at all. Darren, all right. If you look at the number. We've got to go. Thank you so much, uh, Samuel Doruna, Vice Dean, a Network of Communication Reporters. Appreciate your analysis. And that's our program uh, this afternoon. Thanks for watching. More news as always on our website, myjoeonline.com forward slash business. Dangote on how his AU passport is ineffective even with his money. You can read more about that and other stories on our news feed, myjoeonline.com forward slash business. Thanks for watching, everyone. We will be back same time tomorrow. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.